Welcome everybody to an extra special Earth X edition episode of the Sea Change podcast, your go-to podcast for learning all about your the most inspiring ocean advocates along the U.S. coastlines and in inland states. Um, I am here with my co-host today, Brian Urisitz, uh with the Terramar Project. Thank you for joining me, Brian. Yeah, thank you for having me, Jenna. It's always a pleasure to be on Sea Change. And we are so excited to be sitting here with two unbelievably inspirational people. Um, we have Cambria and Freya, who are with the heirs to our oceans. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So how's EarthX going for you so far? I think it's good. We haven't walked around and seen many of the booths yet. We've just been, um, we did a presentation this morning about how to kind of get youth involved in ocean conservation. Um, and we actually have some of our other areas are presenting right now. So we haven't actually had a chance to look at all the booths. But Shout out to them. Cool. What yeah. are they presenting on? Um, they're presenting about how we need to modify our education system and make sure that youth have a chance to be learning outside in our natural environment and develop um, critical thinking and problem-solving skills. So something that I noticed just as an initial reaction here is that there are a lot of young people walking around EarthX today. Is this exciting for you to be amongst so many people that are your age and that are this interested and involved and engaged with ocean conservation work? Um, and what an amazing opportunity to potentially inspire people to start their own heirs to their ocean chapters and get involved. Yeah, it's so great to see um, all the youth here. Um, I think sometimes that's missing from Earth conferences, and it's so great because we're the ones that are going to be inheriting this world. So I think it's really important that we're um, learning in this way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so can you tell the listeners a little bit more about who who are the heirs to the ocean and what is the mission of the organization? Uh, sure. We're a global movement of youth that are around the world, so really working hard to make change for our water planet for future generations, because like I said, we're the ones that are going to be inheriting it, and we need to be learning about it and making change. So we have chapters around the world that are working hard um, for us from the chapter in Kentucky, because we recognize that to protect our oceans, we really need to be protecting our water. Great. Okay. And I actually have a question for you guys. So one thing that you mentioned was that you're trying to get uh, students around the world and young people more engaged in ocean conservation actions. And so I wanted to ask you guys, what what threat to our oceans, so plastic pollution, climate change, or like overfishing, do you think has the, you know, students and young people have the greatest opportunity to step up and take action in? That's a hard question. Uh, yeah, it might be a little bit tough. Uh, I don't, I, you know, you can. We ask the tough questions here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious, though, if, if, if one of those sticks out to you as like something that, pe- you know, anyone from anywhere around the world can really, you know, step up and take action in. Um, I think the two biggest things that we're facing right now, I would probably say is climate change and plastic pollution. I think those are big ones right now. Um and we've seen like with Greta Thunberg and all the movement she's been having up that's definitely something that the youth are passionate about and wanting to speak out did did she inspire you guys yeah definitely I think it's so great to see um all the action and I went to one of the marches in San Francisco and got to see all those kids there and it was super motivating to see how it was like youth organized and 
all the passion was there and I felt like we were really making change together. You guys really are speaking as someone that has benefited personally from some of the work that you've done. I mean, we are truly all in this together. Um, You guys participated in the Blue Vision Summit last year, correct? And you helped develop some of the materials that we all used during our Hill visits. And those visits wouldn't have been nearly as successful without the help that you guys gave to us. So thank you for that. Um, So I know that we're all new here and this is day one, um, but what are some of the most interesting things that you have seen? Have you have you met anybody interesting? Have you learned anything that shocked you so far? Seen any um, any interesting things at the booths other than Brian in his shark costume? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not sure. Like I said, we haven't really had a chance yeah. to yeah. go around yet. So we'll, s- we'll stay tuned on that. Yeah, but I think it is really cool, like you said, to see how many youth are getting involved and interested in looking at the different things. Yeah, so I'm curious to hear from each of you. Um, you know, you have this moment on this podcast to share whatever you want with the listeners. So what would you like the listeners to take away from this conversation and know about you and your organization? Um, let's see. <laughs> I think there's a lot of important things, and I think what empowers me to do all this work is really seeing other youth mobilized and inspired, and I think that's a really important thing for youth to have these opportunities. Um, One thing that we're focusing on right now is our SEAL camp, our Summit for Empowerment, Action, and Leadership, which is... um, The last two years we did it in Palau, which is a small island in Micronesia across the Pacific Ocean. And this year we're going to be hosting it for the first time in California near where I live. And I think that's really what empowers me to see those youth. They're coming from around the world and we're all coming together and able to connect over the same need to protect our water. And I think that's really what empowers me to keep doing all the things I do. That's a beautiful message, and you're exactly right. It's, you know, no matter where you live and who you are, we're all human at the end of the day and rely on clean water, clean air. Um, And that's an amazing thing to be able to come together and empower each other. Um, Do you have anything that you would like to add to that? Or... Not really. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I, uh, you know, I oftentimes... Well, I I do have a question for you, because you said that you're from Kansas, correct? No, Kentucky. Kentucky. Ooh, whoops. <laughs> the other K. <laughs> yeah, the other K. But um, so that's I mean that's completely landlocked, correct? Yeah. And so, how like how did you coming from a landlocked state? How did you get inspired to to get involved with Airs to Our Oceans? And you know what? Yeah, like because w- most people that I that I know of, I grew up you know on a in a coastal area in New York. Mm-hmm. Most people became inspired from surfing or going to the beach. So what inspires someone you know from from the middle of the, the U.S. In, in, in inland, you know, location. Do you want to talk about what you were just saying outside, What how, like, how you got involved? Yeah, yeah so ba- basically my family went to a UNA, um, like, convention type thing, and they saw Here's to Our Ocean um, talking, and then we wanted to get involved and be part of the movement. 
Nice. So, so it was, it was basically being exposed to, um, people that were doing work in the field and that's kind of, you saw that and you were like, ah, I need to get involved. Yeah. Yeah. And now you take on that role and you hopefully will have that impact with some people here with seeing everything that you guys are doing, all this great work. And then hopefully that they'll get involved, um, with either an existing chapter or start their own. Yeah, exactly. It's like a chain reaction. You know, like you, you were inspired by someone because you saw them speak and, you know, it really resonated with you. And then as you get involved in the field, you realize that, you know, you start to inspire more people out there too. Like you, you guys, um, being on this podcast, just sharing your message, like that's, someone's going to listen to that and yet you might just change their mind or, you know, uh, spark their interest to, to get involved in ocean conservation. Yeah. And specifically with the Kentucky chapter and all of the landlocked states, this is really spot on with the, the theme of this weekend with the Inland Ocean Summit. Um, you know, just trying to start that conversation and highlight that everything we do, whether we're on the coast or not, um, is impacting the ocean and we all rely on the ocean for survival. So that's really important, the work that you're doing. Yeah, one thing that um, her brother Jens was telling me this morning is that all of this, they're doing a bunch of creek sweeps um, and picking up trash there. And I think one thing that he was telling me is how important it is that we're picking up trash inland because that is all going to be going to our oceans. All streams lead to the ocean, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So how can people get involved with Heirs to the Ocean? Um, Well, you can visit our website um, and email us, but you can start a chapter or get involved as an individual heir and if you're an adult, can you can support us and what we're doing, or if you're a kid, you can join our movement. Yes, everybody join the movement. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I always love to end on an uplifting note. I am curious to know, what are you hopeful for in the future? Um, what makes me hopeful is, like I said, all the youth that are already inspired and um, already making so much change. I'm hopeful for the same thing, and I'm just blown away by how uh, incredible you are. You're hard workers, and you inspire me each and every day to go out and continue doing the work that I'm doing because I know that you know I'm so much older than you are. I'm this old lady. Um, when I retire, I can hand the baton to you and feel fully comfortable knowing that we're in good hands. Yeah, that and that, and that's crucial. That's you know that you guys can can take pick up on that leadership that we're gonna pass the baton off. You know, and I do. I definitely like growing growing up when I was a kid students and my peers weren't as interested in in conservation or environmental science as a whole and I feel like I'd be interested to hear your opinion on this but do you think that students today are really this is something that they're concerned with and that you know it it's not kind of a niche group that's that's taking you know uh, action on it that it's something that is more mainstream and that you know people are really getting behind I'm, I'm just curious yeah I think there's definitely a lot of interest from youth and what they need is something to latch on something some way to mobilize them and inspire them you know sometimes they're just sitting in a classroom all day and what they need to is go outside and experience that world and um, I think Air Star Oceans is a way that they can be mobilized and become activists what's what's both of your favorite ways to actually get outside and do something for our oceans, whether it's like clean, cleaning, you know, uh, doing a river sweep, or um, you know, what? What is your favorite way to get out there and do something? Right, I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah, um, I think I actually like doing um, 
like presentations and stuff at schools uh, or workshops because I think it's it's so cool to see the interest and I think it's really important that youth are learning from youth. That's very true. That's a really yeah, good point. Peer to peer. Yeah. What What about you? Um, probably doing creek sweeps and yeah, like that. Yeah, that's such a good way to get because you're physically outside too, so you're like enjoying the resource while cleaning it up. Yeah, and and what I what at least I find when we do this with youth groups is that you know pe- people physically see and and they're touching like this is where my waste goes. Even if I throw this out, like it's still going to end up here, right? And I think that's that's a very powerful tool in itself. Um, and you know, uh, adults too will learn from that. The, we have adults come out to our beach cleanups and they're like, "Wow, I did not know that this." ended up here you know and uh so uh, I, I do think that that's that's really crucial to to get out there and see it yeah yeah i think that's pretty powerful because it's like there's so much trash all around us on beaches um on sidewalks and we don't really like there's like so much of it that it just kind of like disappears from my mind and to like go out there and try to pick it up is like wow and just to see the bags yeah. and bags of it yeah mm-hmm. it's overwhelming and I, I have another question for you guys do you so in, in the marine conservation field, uh, photography and videography are like huge, huge ways that, especially inland, we can show people what's going on out there. Do you guys utilize uh, those mediums or, or art as like a kind of a way to reach new students and get people like interested? I'm just, yeah. Um, yeah, we use art and film. Um, at our SEAL camp, we actually make like short documentaries about human impacts on our oceans that are taken to film fest, and that's a great way to spread awareness while you learning to use those tools. Um, we are also making a documentary about our movement, and so that's filming. And then for more like art, we have done um, physical art, like. I've done some embroidery, um, like sewing with including like plastic pollution and raising awareness about that. And then we also do performance art. (laughs) Um, We have some songs that was written and um, me and three of the other heirs also sewed these ocean costumes and we did like um, like a spoken word performance about different ocean issues. So we're definitely using art because it's a great way to spread the message. I was smiling there as you were saying that because, I mean, I, I love art so much and, and I think it's such an important tool to draw awareness to all, so many different issues, but specifically in, for this conversation, ocean conservation issues. Um, but I remember at the Blue Vision Summit, I believe he was an heir to the ocean person, had quite the rap. Yes, yeah, that was us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> I was very impressed by that. Um, quite the rapper. Yes, Seth is actually making a second rap. Oh, it's also ocean. I'm looking forward yeah. to Dro- dropping the latest mixtape. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> yeah. We actually had at our first um, sail camp. We also had a song come out of that. So. Actually, this year as well. So great. Lots of music and performance art. So uh, one, one more question that I had for you guys. Um, it, so one of your let's say one of your peers, right, isn't interested in ocean conservation or isn't aware of what's going on out there. Right. What? What would you say to them, or how would you convince them um, that there is a problem with our oceans, whether it's plastic pollution, climate change, overfishing? You know, what what would you do, or what would you say to them to to change their mind? Um, well, I think, like you said, I think definitely the visuals are important, and seeing the films that we made, and also seeing, like, a lot of us airs are 
the ones that are being impacted by these issues. And I think our voice and saying how these are affecting us is really strong. Yeah, I I think that's great. And maybe even you could like invite somebody out to a, a, one of your stream yeah. cleanups um, to try to get them involved in, in the efforts and actually physically go out there and see the problem themselves, I think can be like totally life-changing. And even social media for you guys, like we, when, when I was growing up, we didn't quite uh, live in it when we were young. And, and nowadays everyone, you know, I, I see kids out there at EarthX, you know, they all have their phones, they're all on Instagram. They're all taking pictures of me with my shark costume, right? And sharing <laughs> that with their, their following. Do you guys see like real potential for that? Like, is that a medium that you're trying to like really use and, and that students can kind of connect with each other and really um, spread whatever kind of message they're trying to put out there? Yeah, I think that's definitely important, um, especially right now, yeah. Yeah, so you guys are big with social media? Um, I think as an organization, we haven't done so much, but um, we're definitely definitely working on that. Nice, yeah, I, I definitely try and put out, like, as, as cool, or Instagram is definitely um, a huge platform for sharing that artwork or the videos and yeah. whatnot, and I, I find that people really engage with that, so, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah, specific shout out to the Terramar project. He's like a social media influencer over here. He's <laughs> he's acting all humble, but they oh have Lord. quite the following. They put out great content. So listeners, if you don't already follow them, go give Terramar project a, a follow. Thanks, Jenna. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, well, thank you both so much for joining us today. This was an amazing conversation. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. And if you're at EarthX, there are a couple more opportunities for you to engage with Heirs to Our Ocean. Um, one of them I feel so fortunate to be collaborating with Cambria on. Tomorrow we are going to be running a workshop, all uh, focusing on uh, developing strong leaders on a federal legislator policymaker level um, in relating to ocean conservation. So how do we get these ocean champions up on Capitol Hill? It should be a really great time, really productive. Um, and then there at the same time is another workshop, correct? Yeah. Will you tell the listeners about that as well? So basically, I think it's about how to get involved and how like the youth can get involved with the movement and stuff like that. Yeah, it's specifically targeting, targeting like how to get youth involved in inland ocean conservation. Great, and that is at 2 p.m. tomorrow. So we hope to see you there if you're at EarthX. Um, and if not, definitely look up Heirs to the Ocean and connect with them because they're wonderful. The future seems to be in good hands. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you so much.